do, do, do your levels? What did you have for breakfast this morning? I don't really eat breakfast. Why? Because I do intermittent fasting, so I only have lunch and dinner. Yeah, but it's, it, breakfast is the most important part of your day. No, apparently that's a lie. That was um, propaganded by Kellogg's back in the 1900s so that people would buy their cereal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to welcome it's Alex who's going to be joining us on the podcast is actually a witch who happens to be gay as well Ooh. so any summer fun this year festivals sunshine partying any reasons to check your status with a BioSure HIV self-test it really has never been easier taking control and knowing your status is simple test where you want when you want and with who you want your easy to read result is ready in just a few minutes no waiting no fuss no HIV test is easier order your BioSure HIV self-test today it's delivered next day in discreet packaging and fits through your letterbox or pick up in your local boots or superdrug pharmacy visit hivselftest.co.uk and be sure be BioSure hivselftest.co.uk there you are. That's just a, a word from our advertising sponsor there, Bioshow. Sure. Have you ever been tested? Uh, yes, um, every three months. Oh, responsible. Very responsible. Responsible game, man. So you should. Yeah, do check out the website and uh, grab yourself a test. The Summer of Fun is coming on. Alex, welcome. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm actually better for... I, know I, haven't, I haven't had breakfast this morning either. Why not? Well, because uh, somebody sent me a text message going, I'll read a book somewhere. Close by. <laughs> so I kind of leapt out of bed and got ready. I was up early this morning at about six o'clock. You always get up early. Yes. And what I remember. Much. Yeah. Because I've known you. I'm very I, much a morning person. <laughs> Everybody that wakes up in bed with me hates me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll go into that later. Hope then. <laughs> but, but not in a good way. Entertain in a good way. Entertain me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, I've, I've known you for a little while now. We're going back about in the days of. Um, yes. Well, a decent gay scene in London, I think. Yeah. That's very true. So that's going back quite a while. Yeah. And Alex, uh, you're from? Uh, originally from Cape Town, South Africa. Been in London for about 11 years now, and the time oh. has definitely flown by. That's what have you been doing in all that time? Variety of things. Um, now currently a uh, stable career out in human resources as a HR business partner for a global management yeah. consultancy. So very, nice. very happy. Have a good life here in London. Congrats. That sounds like a Tinder profile, that is. Sounds like a Tinder profile. <laughs> it's oh, one nice. of the things that's mentioned on it. <laughs> is it? <laughs> HR, little books. <laughs> so you work in HR. Do you, uh, how, how, uh, how do you find that? What is it? I love it. Um, I love people. Um, you know, I've grown up with a psychologist for a mother my entire life. So I've always had this massive love for people and looking at how people tick and how people work and how people behave. And then you combine that with an organization because an organization only exists because of its people. So people have to row in, in the same direction to make an organization work. And if people aren't rowing in the same direction, that's where HR comes in and we have to manage the reasons <laughs> why. This sounds like a spiel. Like you've, have you been to a meeting where they said this? Has I it been like in interviews. <laughs> literally sat there thinking that I should be watching a projector screen somewhere on a wall <laughs> with a bullet point, a PowerPoint presentation saying they've got to row in a certain direction. But it is all true. <laughs> that must be a bit weird because we're, we're going to talk about the fact that you're a witch. Yes. And we're going to uh, um, myth bust, I guess, on some of the hmm. what people think of witches. But I've been, uh, you're a hereditary witch, witch, which you'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. Hereditary witch. Well, I can't say that correctly. I don't know. Because you've not had breakfast. It's, it's the water. It's the water. Usually I've had drink and I'm okay. But um, So you're one, of, you're one of those, but your mum's also a witch, but a psychologist. A yes. So that happens to be quite... Uh, it, does that go hand in hand? Possibly, maybe. I've never really explored that. I think, you know, having... Um, I mean, 
all of my siblings, because there's four of us, you know, we're all in very people-centric jobs and, you know, growing up as yeah. psychologists for a mother and learning about people and what they're like from a very young age obviously has its challenges because you could never lie to her. She would oh. always know whether that was because she was a psychologist or whether she was a witch, but she could always tell things and she could always pick things up. So there was no getting past her. So and, just, and was you a good boy? Uh, I had to be. And I was always very honest because I remember when I came out at the age of 16 yeah. and I was very tall. Well, I am tall. And uh, they allowed me to go clubbing on the scene. So, but she said, you are not allowed to drink because you're underage and you will be breathalyzed every time you come home. And wow. I would be home at two o'clock in the morning, sharp. Um, and she would stay awake waiting for me. And she never breathalyzed me. And I never drank from wow. 16 to 18. Did not touch a drop of alcohol for fear of, for fear of God of my mother. You know, that is a law though, love. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to drink between those ages anyway. It is or it isn't a law? No, it is a law. You don't have to drink until you're 18. Yeah, you're not allowed to drink until yeah. you're 18, so, you know. You shouldn't have been waving that stick. You should have been a nice, good, wholesome boy. I was. I never drank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was being threatened by my mother. With a Bethelizer. Being stripped of my magic. No ways. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, you bought magic. You are mm. a witch. Now, yes. you need to explain to the people who are listening, uh, because I, obviously, before I, knew, before I knew you, I watched things like Charmed, and I've seen Craft. So, you just see witches as like, oh, cast a spell, there's demons. There's you a, and, yeah, yeah, you know. and uh, There's a bit of truth to some of that stuff. Yeah, so, 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 so what, what does the, the witch entail for you? So what it entails for me, so obviously coming from a hereditary tradition, so my I learned it from my mom, who learned it from her mom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we can trace our family back to um, the 1800s, where uh, we are of Irish descent from my mom's mom's side. So we were on a boat bound for Australia because of the potato famine. But the boat docked in Durban and my family got off because they were so ill and they stayed within the same region for yeah. 200 years before my mom was the first one to actually move and move down to Cape Town where I'm born and raised. Yeah. And it's being a hereditary which is you don't meet a lot of them. So we generally tend to keep to ourselves because A, people don't believe us. And B, when other magical traditions hear of us, you know, there's a bit of like, oh, you know, superiority, like you're a pure yeah. blood kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Pure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pure but not innocent. <laughs> well, yes, I, we've got some stories that we'll share on a different podcast for that one. Maybe, maybe my Thirsty Bitch podcast can share those. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah the, the whole the pure line of witches but i, I would have kind of thought that everyone was pretty much pure witches so, so you're saying people can just come into the witchcraft i think there is a big difference between witchcraft and wicca so for me witchcraft is something that you are born with something that's innate something that you take to from a very early age in your life where you've always just realized that you're this magical being which we all are but witchcraft is a little bit deeper than that so okay. then you've got wicca um, and the different wiccan traditions so wicca came about in the 1950s when i think the last of the witchcraft, uh, witchcraft acts were repealed and it was a gentleman by the name of gerald gardner that came out and said that he was a witch and created this whole gardnerian tradition of which a lot of other different wiccan traditions sprang from so you mm. have the Alexandria and you'll have the Dianic, um, you know, you'll have people that will take like Norwegian or Swedish or Scottish or wealth and have a revivalist tradition as well. And lots of different ones can spring from that. 
and all of that has lineage as well. So yeah, this is the one thing that we're discussing. You, you were telling me about this earlier, saying that there's all the different kinds of we can. Uh, it's, it sounds a bit quite religious esque. It and, is a bit, and I, I, I don't want to associate them both because I've got my own views on religion and things. Mm. But uh, for me, you know, the whole Wiccan thing is a lot more fascinating. But there do seem to be a lot of similarities. Yes, and I think there are a lot of similarities between the two. So when you're initiated into a Wiccan coven or even into into a witchcraft tradition, you know, you have your what's called a grimoire, or we prefer to call it a grimoire, where the Wiccans like to prefer um, call it a book of shadows. Oh yeah, so yeah, nice yeah. charm that is. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So you'll have your book of shadows that you will copy, and that will be when you become a high priest or high priestess. You will use that as your as your basis, but of course you will add to it over time, over the years, as you become more adept at magic and you look at other traditions, and you might want to incorporate different things. And that would be your lineage that you pass down. But so that's, what is it you're adding to the book? Just is it kind of like a diary, or is it kind of spell? I'm going from what people see as witches. It's adding both. spells, or it's both. It can be personal. Um, you know, generally, I tend to differentiate between the two. Where I have my own diary of where I would do a ritual, for example, but then I would write about it in one book. But I wouldn't necessarily add that to my grimoire. So my grimoire is really just about magic, ritual, spells, yeah. herbs, potions, curses, things Nick. like that. Okay, so this makes me laugh because you sat there and says you you as a witch you're you're white witches you're nice witches no so oh no is that different no, no because like magic is just another term for energy so it's like electricity for example if you stick your finger into a plug socket and get electrocuted does that make electricity bad no because if you switch on your light or you switch on your oven it's going to give you the food and the warmth and and the light that you need and magic's exactly the same thing but you're saying that you can use it as a curse you can use it for curses but Sort of like what I was saying earlier, like it is all about when you do magic, it's all about your emotions, your intent and what's behind what you're doing yeah. kind of thing. And you really have to be focused and you really have to be clear. So you shouldn't really be drinking or anything like that when you're <laughs> doing like a ritual or something like that, because you really need to focus and you need to attune yourself to the energies around you as well as to, for use of a better word, the universe. Yeah. So uh, being, being a, a pure witch because we differentiate inverticon is pure witch <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i've seen your history but being pure um, it doesn't make me better or worse than than other people it's different lineages it's different traditions it's different ways of doing things but sh- but, but surely if, if i came in say i wanted to join some kind of a, a wiccan group which mm-hmm. is different to witch witchcraft yeah but you are from generation to generation mm-hmm. surely that is regardless there is a mindset of you are you're pure. You, you go back generations, so you must mm. be more powerful. But you, you must have that history there that makes you better, quote unquote, than somebody who wants to join it. Maybe I don't know because I've never really thought about <laughs> it like that. I mean, yes, we have magic that's been passed on through the family, and we are stronger because we have what I call an ancestral well. So it's my ancestors that have come before me, and I can like name them so when i'm doing like a magic uh, uh spell or a ritual or something like that i would usually invoke my ancestors to come and protect me and like to use that ancestral world to draw draw magic from as well as from the universe so that would be more power yes but if you have um other 
witchcraft traditions, they have the same thing because they have a lineage as well. I don't right, think okay. they really have like inverted commas, like an ancestral well out within Wicca. Yeah. So to, to give us a bit of a, a history about where your family come from, because you said yeah, the move from the potato family, but you, you can trace it back quite far. So I can document it up to the 1800s. So that's about 200 years. But the story goes in my family that we are related to a woman called Petronella de Meath who originate from Kilkenny out in Ireland, where, funny enough, that's where my family originate from. Okay. Um, Petronella was born in the 1300s. Uh, she only lived to the, to the ripe old age of 24, because probably back in those days, that was it, you know. <laughs> that was really old back then. And Yes. <laughs> and she was a maidservant to Dame Alice Ketley, I think it's the way you pronounce her okay. surname, and she was accused of witchcraft, and Petronella was one of her accomplices and apparently Petronella had a daughter called Sarah I believe and I don't know whether they both managed to escape to England or whether only the daughter was taken to safety but apparently our family moved back and forth between Ireland and England. And that's safety because people found out they were witches? Yes back then and uh, she died in 1324. (laughs) Wow. But again it's the story that's told. Yeah (laughs) but what tell us about what would happen to witches if you was a witch Back then, what was the kind of thing that would happen to you? You had to keep quiet about it or else you were going to be killed because back in those days, witchcraft again is, if you take the comparison between witchcraft and Wicca, so witchcraft is very simple. We don't have all this elaborate robing or elaborate tools um, that Wicca has. So you might have these like ornate robes and you might have okay. this sword and a wand, you know, a wand, yeah. you know, but with a crystal at the end of it. And, you know, we didn't have any of that within witchcraft yeah. because if you were caught with any of that, um, you know, you were going to be put to death. And, you know, if, if you're accused of witchcraft and they're going to drown you, for example. So if you sank to the bottom, you were innocent but then your spirit still goes to heaven. And then if you float, then they'll kill you anyway. So, so either way. So that's how my family have survived for so long because we have to shut the hell up. You have to keep quiet about these things. So if you were actually innocent, which everyone, I'm guessing there's no one going to float to the top either, really. When you've got really. like rocks on your feet. It, yeah, exactly. But I mean, there have been the few cases where people have floated. So it's just like, <laughs> now you're going to be burnt. And, but you know, a lot of Jeez. that is like, if you didn't like your neighbor, yeah. you know, you just accuse them of witchcraft because your cow died or your plants died or your harvest for that season wasn't good. So you just accuse someone that you didn't really like. And it's wow. all money grabbing, land grabbing, you know, that's how you got rid of your enemies. Do you ever wish you could do that now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I wish I could, that, that, that law needs to come back in. <laughs> so let's talk about you as a witch. Mm. As a daily, when you first moved to London, yeah, uh, you were saying about how um, you felt a bit torn away from a coven. Uh, a coven being, obviously, people that are similar to you, a security blanket to how you feel, or protection. I mean, how do you find uh, yeah, that well, here? it's your people. So, yeah. you know, your coven's your family at the end of the day. Well, my coven is my family. So being away from them at the age of 22 and never having really been out of South Africa and being in, you know, the big old bad city of London, you know, was really, really tough. Um, So that's when I decided to search out a coven. And I didn't really know what that meant because the only witches that I knew were my family. Yeah. So that's, you know, set to the good old internet and, you know, eventually found this um, Gardnerian coven, really, really lovely people. And I studied with them for a little bit, but decided to part ways uh, due to some politics that were going on within the community and 
um, being accused of um, speaking about what I was doing with them, which is... Yeah, gossip. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of this because I know coming from a family of which is I don't tell people what I generally practice because yeah. it makes no difference at the end of the day. So whether I cast a circle using sand or whether you do it using crystals makes no difference. It's just something that's family tradition to me and that's just special for me. But, but this casting, what, what, what would entail casting? What does it do, casting the circle? So when you cast a circle, that's, that's what we or what organized religion would call your your church or your synagogue or your mosque. So you create a space around you that is um, outside of time and outside of space, if you could mm. quote charm. So, oh yeah, I can. so <laughs> it's a place of working that's clean so that you don't have the outside influence because you cast a circle in order to create a bubble around your protection. And that's when you generally start to work your magic. And when I say you create it outside of time and space is because Every time I tend to do it, um, I need to be careful of the time because you're not supposed to have any electronics with you. So you have no watch, you have no cell phone, you have no nothing, and you'll go in there, and when you think you've only been there for about half an hour, you've actually been there for five hours. Oh, jeez. That's insane. Yeah. But what happens within that five hours? It depends on what you're doing in terms of if you are celebrating. Uh, so we tend to celebrate the turning of the seasons. So like, yeah. so so recently I just celebrated the summer solstice, you know, oh, okay. as the longest day, yeah, shortest yeah. night. You know, then you've got um, the spring equinox, autumn equinox, the winter solstice and all of it. Witchcraft is really about the... T- turning of the season so when we use magic we have a look at what the moon's doing we have a look at what the tides are doing as well okay so but when you use the magic what is it you, what you using it on what is it you actually doing uh are we talking about for the rituals or are we just talking Which, about in general i mean in or, general there's gonna be a lot of people going well you, you, you refer to magic or you're doing something or mm-hmm. the turn the tide whatever it is you're doing but what is it regards to magic because i just see like cast a spell you know Hyper off it, whatever the people are doing, are doing. I wish it thing. was like that. I know. I wish it was like that as well. I was quite disappointed that he didn't bring a wand for the end. <laughs> I know, but I did bring my broom. <laughs> yes, so I got you. <laughs> but uh, when you cast in some kind of spell, is it just a general well-being thing? Are you are you change, trying to change something? It can be pretty much anything. If you're okay. looking for a new job, or you want better health, or prosperity, or wealth, or love, or and when I say love, I'm not generally talking about you trying to cast a spell on someone to make them love okay. you because that's that's considered wrong <laughs> so yes. can't really be manipulating people like that so why not gays we do it for years i know but because it's not real okay oh, that's right. the thing so if i cast a spell over you yeah to make you love me i know that's not going to be real and eventually when that spell or that veil is lifted from you you'll be quite pissed but <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I'm 92. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, but I mean, surely if you cast a spell, something like that, if the person that you cast it on truly loves you f- from the spell, but they don't truly not cla- love you, but, but they, they will feel that now. Yeah, they will feel it, but you yourself will know it's not real. Oh, so like the one that's if I can go well, I, I love you, but I don't. Is that kind of the thing? No, but you don't know that you don't. You just know that you love me. But I know it's, it's not no. real. No, not really. Ah, oh, for you, it's not real. Yeah. So you cast real. a spell on someone, then selfishly you like, yeah, oh, no, it's not just real. like, yeah, okay, fine, you love me, and that's great, and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I, I no know pleasing real, you, so. is there? <laughs> Fucking hell, you want them to love you, you cast a spell, then you're not happy. <laughs> so, yeah, but you did say about um, uh, spell spell sex. No, we, uh, what sex is this? magic. Sex magic. Sex magic. That's pretty <laughs> awesome stuff. 
Could I explain a bit further on that? Is it, that's any witch can do this. It's not just like because you're a gay man. It's not a, a gay thing, is it? No. Any witch can do this. Yeah, any witch can do this. Um, and again, it all goes back to what you're doing or what you're using the sex magic for, for example. Like, it is better if you have consent from your partner. Generally, I'll only do sex magic with a partner. So, you know, someone that I'm actually in a relationship with. Right, okay. Um, so we would do it for... Generally, we would do it for if either one of us aren't feeling very well. So if you've got, like, the flu or, you know, there's something wrong with you. So we will... I will cast a circle around the bed, for example, and it's all about the lighting and the scent and the mood and, mm. you know, that sensuality. So, yeah. you know, but that's where you build up that magic within that circle and then that's when you channel it. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine having flu and having, like, magic sex? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll cope with that one. When Next time I get the flu, I'll be like, I need a witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so going on from there, then you've... Um, You've come to London, you've mm. you found yourself a coven. You've told me, I was really surprised to learn that there's politics within covens. Because you know, it's like with the gay community, it's like we have this thing where we like to be um, discriminative against our own. Because there's all different mm-hmm. kinds of gay people, mm-hmm. obviously. Or, or, your muscle Marys and your yeah, twins and twongs and of all of that. It's the same thing within Wicker as well. It's, it's really bizarre to think. You think everyone would be like, we love each other. But like you said, there's so many different people that have got different things going mm-hmm. on. I guess they're usually saying they're right. And then they probably don't like certain people because of whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, like with the gay community, you know, having, being all, all muscled and everything like that, you know, that's what it's about. But then for those that don't have that, you know, they're just like, oh, well, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, okay. like, it's the same within, like, the Wiccan communities and it's, it's, like, the infighting. And don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure that there are witches out there that fight as well. We just tend to keep to ourselves and we don't yeah. tend to to know loads of different covens or, like, loads of other, Like, I know maybe a handful of witches within London. Yeah. This reminds me a little bit, I know it's not, but this reminds me a little bit of um, not Breaking Bad. Because that's a totally different thing. What's the one with the, the vampires and the werewolves? Breaking Dawn? Uh, it, is it Breaking Dawn? That's one of them. Well, the originals, it? Vampire oh, Diaries. No, it's something to do. I don't know. Someone was like Team Edward and Team something oh, else. Oh, like, yes, that's it. It's Breaking Dawn, isn't it? Twilight. 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 That's it. Might a little bit like that but without the werewolves, I guess. <laughs> and vampires. Vampires versus. You know, that's probably a whole other another subset of <laughs> yeah, probably. magical creatures that exist out there somewhere. But how, do you, how do you find being uh, gay? How has it been accepted being a gay and a witch? I suppose they're, they're you know, being gay is a big part of my life and being a witch is, is, you know, a big part of my life, but it's something that both I, I believe in that you're born. So, you know, it's, I didn't one day decide that I'm going to like men and that's how it's going to be kind of thing. Just like, I didn't wake up and decide that why I'm going to be a witch. And that's yeah. it. It's something that's natural. something that comes naturally to, to people. Yeah, it is. But do you get other witches? I mean, I know your coven's your family, but do you get mm. other witches you meet, or especially Wiccans, that go, okay, can't be in our coven? Or no, cabin. not really. No, 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 because that's not really the witchcraft way or, or really the Wiccan way, just in terms of, like, you're supposed to accept people for who they are and you're supposed to love oh. people for who they are and what they bring. So, you okay. know, I'm sure that there are covens out there that are predominantly men, even gay men, even, that they've created Zinc. that safe space and I think that's a tribe probably a tribe <laughs> I want to say that there's a branch and don't quote me on this uh, a Minoan coven which is like right. men um, or like a Minoan tradition yeah. I think can't remember now that was a long time ago that I read something like this and I just thought to myself I'm not getting involved with a bunch of gay men I know how this is going to turn you want sex magic that's where you'll go that's what it'll be like all the time with like orgy central or something <laughs> 
I know that's. I'm, I'm trying to think because you did say that you did find a coven that was in the middle of a woods. I'm thinking Hampstead Heath. Oh, is that oh, not no. the gay coven? No, that was not the gay coven. No, this was a great story. So I went to go visit my parents who um who live in Cambridge, yeah. and. Uh, my dad was busy taking me back to the station with my mum and um, I had to get back early because now I needed to get to Highgate because we were doing, I think it was the autumn equinox, I think it was. Okay. And um, and my phone was busy dying. And, um, and busy my, what? Dying. My Your phone. Oh, I thought you said your friend was busy dying. I was like, this is really dismissive. No. <laughs> My friend was busy dying, so I, yeah. <laughs> no, my phone was dying, <laughs> and my dad dropped me off in Highgate, and my phone literally died. And um, I mean, I can't remember how big Highwood, um, Highgate, like forest is or the cemetery, but it's it's yeah, it's quite large. I, I take him up there because we're quite close to that. Right. So it's I large. just thought now, obviously, I posed the question as a human, going, "How the fuck am I going to find him?" And then the witch comes up and going we are now going to find them. So I literally just walked into the forest, stood still, connected, and then the wind started blowing, leaves started uh, yeah. blowing in in a certain direction, and that's the direction that I met, and I met them in the deep of the woods. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not a bit scary, no? If you, was a, if you was a gay man standing in the middle <laughs> of the woods waiting for some, something to blow, like, it's like... <laughs> To me, it's kind of, I'll be quite scared. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you must remember, I've grown up like this. So, yeah, you know, no. going out into the forest or into the woods or something like that. Wow. And, you know, because I would go out like in the dead of night and, you know, just like make a fire or, or candlelight. And that's really powerful stuff. Even in London? Even in London. You're mad. You're mad. Crazy. But this is why you have to know where to go and which woods yeah. you need to be going in, where you know you're not going to be disturbed or that there's going to be issues. So, you know, you don't go to... Hampstead Heath, and you know, you go to that certain tree, you know, you have to go. Mm, no. <laughs> you have to go What's elsewhere this? and go deeper, darker. Have What's you never heard of the fucking tree? Oh, yes, I have heard yeah, of exactly. Yes, I have like, heard of <laughs> Like, you don't go there, you know, because <laughs> you, you're going to get disturbed. <laughs> you are, yeah, no, I once, uh, I once, one of my, my older, older friends who goes to that tree, um, he, uh, he wants to go with his dog during the daytime, and uh, he went up there, and you, it, it, the plan was to go to this area. I'm not going to go into too much details. This isn't the Thirsty Pitch podcast. Um, and he went up there, and he's a little older gentleman, and he's not great on his feet. Right. And apparently he spent all the time climbing over things to get to this place. I like, tripped over something. He came back with a massive red eye. A branch had poked in his eye while he was trying to get oh to this God. place. <laughs> with his dog in one hand, a branch stick poking into his eye in the other. Yeah, it's crazy. I have run naked before in Hampstead Heath, and I have run... And I have ran past that tree. Was is that part of your witchcraft? Running naked in the woods? Why not? Yeah, okay, it's very free. If you want to catch him, you'll be there at. Uh, <laughs> 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 what time are you going to be there tonight? <laughs> it was getting dark, so you know people couldn't really see. But it was great fun running Ooh. through the the woods. But well, why would you do that? It's exhilarating. You should try it. No, no, not at all. I'm not going to. I am a country boy, but I'm not going to run naked through woods and get like cuts everywhere. Oh. But they heal very quickly, that's so why you just use magic for that. I don't run. You don't run. I don't run. <laughs> Jesus. I don't so I've got a car. You don't run. Uh, I, I was being gay and a witch. When you tell people this, because I know you're a quite private person, but um, one, you're gay, so that's, that is a minority. Then mm. you're finding not necessarily other gay people to be in a relationship with, but it, it's kind of like a minority in a minority mm. going out there to try and socialise with gay people. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you've got a lot of people, like some people that are listening now will be going, really, a witch? How, how do you how do you get past that barrier with a lot of people? Um, 
it depends on how deep they want to dive into the conversation kind of thing because usually they'll look at the pendant around my neck and they go oh that's a nice star of david are you jewish and i was just like yeah. mm, you obviously don't know what your stars look like so yeah. no. just, just describe that because obviously it's an audio podcast so yeah of course so um so it's a pentacle um so the difference between a pentacle and a pentagram so a pentagram is one that's without the circle around it so that would be considered free energy and then you've got the pentacle which is with the circle around the pentagram and that's considered controlled or focused or centered and then there is a script that's written around the circle yeah. which is known as theban or theban yeah. and apparently it's it's a lost witch alphabet oh yeah because i can see so, i can briefly see what it mm, says around that but obviously it's not legible so no what, do you so, know what it says uh no oh, it's, it's, lost. it's yeah because it's lost. no but apparently there is like a to z and and then you do have the different symbols so again some witches will use the Theban alphabet to inscribe okay. um, using magic, you know, on like a parchment. If they want to write out the spell, they can do it okay. in Theban or Theban or, you know, others will use other languages or I just use English. <laughs> of course, why not? That's what you speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I if you're doing Spanish. like sigil magic or yeah. something like that, where you drawing like certain symbols and signs. So when I was very young, my mom always said to me, be careful what you draw in the dirt or the sand, just in case you summon something you shouldn't be summoning. So, I mean, is that something that happens a lot? Because I'm, I'm now, you having said that, I'm thinking about Ouija boards. Yes. So the Ouija board is fine. Um, I use no. it a lot. So, but it's... <sighs> no. It's, but yeah, I do, because there's nothing wrong with it. Because it's people who go into magic or do the Ouija board, they do it and they don't know how to do it and therefore they get burnt and then they will brand magic and the other world is dark and evil and you know but they just don't understand what you're doing so you know don't play with fire you will get burned yeah but if it like ouija board i mean obviously there's a lot of films based on mm. on it and it's always been negative but mm. to me you ask a question get an answer but you're saying you get that can go terribly wrong that can go terribly and i've seen it go terribly wrong wow. so because you need because the, there's a lot of things out there in this world which we don't see or that we may not know about or but you know we all watch the movies or we've all had that like chilling experience where you think someone's watching you in the bedroom and you know <laughs> that's just a weekend are. isn't it really <laughs> that's just a weekend you know but <laughs> okay. you know things that make your hair stand on end you know generally there's something there to that so there's a okay. lot of things that are floating around which are not necessarily good or helpful um, so when you tap into the power of the Ouija board, you open up those channels mm. and that's generally they will come in first because they're a lot closer than if you're trying to speak to, you know, great uncle John or something like that, who are generally <laughs> a bit more. Everyone's, everyone's got a great uncle John. Like further out. So, you know, you'll have the malevolent, um, malevolent. Uh, there we go. That word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't say know. the one earlier and you can't say malevolent. Yeah. <laughs> So they will generally come in first and fuck everything up. And, you know, and that's why people uh, are just like, oh, this is really bad and everything like that. But, but then how, how does that link witchcraft into um, Ouija bars into things like mediums or? Yeah, I mean, it's all about spirit communication. So, you know, it, it's just one section of something. So when you have different magic for different things, you know, spirit communication is another. But there's a lot of different ways that you can do, um, you know, spirit communication. The Ouija board is probably the easiest and most simple, but you yeah. just need to set it up right and you just need to ma make sure that you are protected. So any magic that, you can't, that you're doing, generally you should have a circle around you to protect you from the outside. So if we had to do it, for example, in here, I would get you to move your couches back and then I would cast a circle with the Ouija board inside and you may not step outside of the circle until I have cut it open. Wow. 
I'm not sure. I'm, because I'm, it's to protect you. Know, or it's to protect I'm not, us. I'm not sure I kind of like the idea of a Ouija board, though. I'll give it a go. But you, see, but you see, this is the perception of everyone because they've seen things in movies or maybe yeah. they know of someone that's done it and that's why it's turned out really badly. But that's why I said if you do it properly, there's nothing wrong with it. But do you have to have, I know this bubble will protect you, but say in this house, if you say, I get a really bad vibe in this house, would mm-hmm. it be a place that you would never do this? Correct. Yeah. So because you can walk into places and you just have that general bad vibe or you feel something in the air or something's not right. You know, so generally, like, you'll have to, like, cleanse the house. or So before we did that, for example, I would cleanse your house, you know, to make sure that whatever is out, and then I would secure it um, so that even within the circle, and it's just that space, but I would ensure that your property is safe as well. Okay, and what vibe do you get in this place? It's fine. It's normal. Good. There we go. Tick <laughs> off. <laughs> we can move on from that. <laughs> so with, with the generations and this family of a pure uh, witches and being a part of this, this coven, now, um, you said something about how it, it, you have to feel it to be a witch. Now, your brother doesn't feel it at the moment. About so there's being a four witch. of us. So yeah. I have my older sister and then myself and then my younger brother and then the baby brother. So uh, the three of us, more so my younger brother and I, we practice more diligently than what my sister does. And my mm. sister does have children. Yeah. So, you know, the next generation is already there and, and to be passed on. So the baby brother, who's 21 isn't really feeling it or anything like that, which okay. is which is fine. It's not for everyone at the end of the day. So, yeah. yes, you may know that you come from a family of witches, but if you don't have that natural go-to, that natural instinct towards it where sort of like inverted commas, the power flows from your kind of thing, then and that's fine. So, you know, there's four of us and there will always be someone with the next generation who will take it on. Yeah, and, and you can change, you're saying about how you can change the way that your, your witchcraft in the coven works. Yeah, so generally witchcraft is a female thing that's matriarchal, so you'll ah. always have like a head of the family, so like my mother's the head of our family. Yeah. And um, usually a girl is always born first, <clears throat> as the story's told, but then my sister had a boy first, so we don't know how that's going to work. But Well, you never know. Well, In this, in this age <laughs> of uh, gender fluidity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true, non-binary. Mm-hmm. It could be a frying pan for we know, you know. <laughs> frying pan witch, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so when my mother decides to relinquish the reins to my sister, who will then take over as head of the family, or if not, a male can. And apparently, in our family, only seven males have been head of the family because, okay. as I said, generally it's a female thing. So, I remember years ago. I mean, I'm like. I was more than happy to take it on. And I said that. I said, when you die, I will take it on. Because there's this whole shift when you're given, you know, inverted commas, like becoming head of a family. It's, it's, you know, it's very privileged. It's, um, it's special, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that you are the next one to lead the next generation of witches as all of your ancestors did. And, you know, you kind of do what you have to do so that your family survives. So that's why we record things. So I imagine back in the old days, a lot of things were passed down verbally because you couldn't write anything down yeah. if you were found and indicted for that, if that's a word. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll go with that. And, um, <laughs> you know, obviously you're accused. So witchcraft, again, was very, very simple. As I said before, you didn't have ornate things or around, yeah. so you would verbally just pass your tradition down. But now in today's age, you can write things down and you're not going to be persecuted for it. So I will make sure that my Book of Shadows is up and ready for the next generation. And, you know, that in my will will be left to my sister's children. Um, So if they want to, or if they already have a knack before it beforehand, or that natural urge 
towards it, then mm. you know, then I'll share that knowledge. If not, there will be a book somewhere in the family that someone will pick up and be like, I connect to this. Oh, that's really it's fascinating. Is, is there anywhere in the world that you can actually go and see these books? Like, does anyone give them to chat to, to libraries or is a, a display thing? Or is it one of these things you have to keep in your house and stay in your house? Uh, I think when it comes to something like what I have generally, it's just it just goes within families. But yeah. I do know that there are what's called grimoires that have been published, but mm. those are not necessarily witchcraft. Those are more like ceremonial. So um, I don't know if you've heard of like the Key of Solomon. Okay, no. If that rings a bell. So that's a grimoire that's been published, and that's more like inverted commas high magic or like ceremonial magic. Right. Okay. Um, so that's been published out, which I'm sure the original could be somewhere in a library, but mm. generally it's ceremonial magic. So, and that's that it, that involves like the invoking, invoking and evoking of angels and demons, or I think they call it demons. Demons. So yeah, demons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about demons then. Let's go to the whole charm thing. All the uh, I, I, I love you, charmed. I know. No, it's good. It, it, yeah, I really. Charm like was it. great. It came out in the nineties and. <laughs> Where life was good and life was good. I was playing on the streets and rolling in the mud, and then <laughs> in South Africa, you know. Oh, say not not down in Vauxhall. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the whole ch- the, the charm thing, and obviously there's been a, there's a new one that's out at the moment. The demons that come. In, do you get? I know this is quite obvious for TV that there's a physical person who's a demon, but mm. with there being witches, I'm guessing there's people out there that know about them that don't like witches, that are against the witches. I'm not talking about back in the history where you should things on your feet and if you drowned you drowned but have you got that kind of demon that chases witches basically uh yes i think they do exist somewhere out there but generally i'm pretty well protected so i would go undetected unless you see my pendant but even okay. even then you can have some sort of glamour around you so that there are people yeah. out there who who will come to persecute you and you know would want to inverted commas like strip you of your magic Okay, yeah. And that you can bind magic, can so you? You can bind magic. So, okay. for example, um, there was always my mother threatening us. We did something naughty. Going, I'm going to bind you and strip you of your magic. So, <laughs> yeah. Always work, though, because it's always good. Because it's just like, no, you can't take my magic away. <laughs> so, Emily, you just said that you wouldn't wear that pendant if I you're unprotected. No, if you're unprotected. But when you want protection, you wear the pendant. No, no, no. I always wear my pendant. I've worn this for the uh, last, like, 11 years. I was going to say, what's so bad about coming here so, that you need protection? No, nothing. It's just something that I'm just really <laughs> proud of in that, um, you know, like the ring that I wear on my finger, you know, my stepfather made this for me. So this is imbued with magic as well and protection. And I generally don't go anywhere without it. But I, I will have general, like, protection magic around me just because of all the bits and pieces that float around in this world. So, you know, you don't want anything attached to your aura or anything like that. No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, good thing. Uh, finally, we're going we're gonna to finish, finish off very shortly, but in regards to uh, you being a gay witch and through life being protected, how has life treated you as a witch? Um, generally pretty good yeah. because it's, again, it's nothing that I would actually go out into the world and proclaim, like, I'm not that kind of person, you know, like, you'll have, like, your gay activists, for example, and mm-hmm. we'll go out for for pride and for this and for Stonewall. And you know what? I think that's great if you want to do that. And, you know, if we didn't have people like Gerald Gardner who came out and, you know, and created the Gardnerian Wiccan tradition and, you know, with all the other covens that came after that, you know, it wouldn't be in the forefront of this world, I believe, you know. So we need people like that who will pioneer this kind of thing. The more traditionalist 
like myself generally tend to keep into the background of things and you know we'll go with the flow and the surface so you know i think you need a bit of both yeah it's always nice what would you say to someone who was not a witch don't have an experience in witchcraft or witching and would like to be part of a wiccan or a coven uh definitely go and do your research go and do your reading about it if it's something that you feel intrinsically linked to or you feel that you have a knack for it go do a lot of reading. There's a lot of sources out there that you can go read about traditional witchcraft. Um, There's a lot of different Wiccan covens that you can, you know, get involved in the pagan community, go and speak to people, go network, you know, because again, it's a, it's a people thing at the end of the day. And, you know, people are only going to accept you into your coven if you show sincerity and some willing and some trust. And so you have to build up that connection. That's amazing. Well, thank you very much for sharing your thank your, you your story about uh, being a witch. I hope you're all the best, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you not in another ten years. Yeah. It might be a bit bit sooner than that because we've had a bit of a break between each other, haven't we? Yeah, we a have. Few years. <laughs> we, were, we were discussing earlier about how I think it must have been. It must be about five years now. Three, four, four, five years. No, at least if not more. Wow. It's been years. He don't look a day over forty. It's good. So, any summer fun this year? Festivals, sunshine, partying. Any reasons to check your status? With a BioSure HIV self-test, it really has never been easier. Taking control and knowing your status is simple. Test where you want, when you want, and with who you want. Your easy-to-read result is ready in just a few minutes. No waiting, no fuss, no HIV test is easier. Order your BioSure HIV self-test today. It's delivered next day in discreet packaging and fits through your letterbox. Or pick up in your local Boots or Superdrug pharmacy. Visit hivselftest.co.uk and be sure, be BioSure. hivselftest.co.uk there you are, hivselftest.co.uk. Make sure you get across there. That's our advertising sponsor for today. And just once again, thank you for our uh, lovely gay witch. Gay witch. Now, um, do you call yourself, would you, would you be offended by being called a gay witch? Or is it a witch that happens to be gay? It's a witch that happened to be gay. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. it It's like there's no such thing as like a white witch or a black witch. It's just you're a witch, you're a witch, that's it. Oh, we don't want to go down that route, do we? That's for another podcast. <laughs> thank you very much. And we'll see you again on the Shades of Gay. Thank you.